Raw Truth podcasts may contain explicit, sensitive, and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or other medical professional. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Women's lives follow many paths, twists and turns, and choices never planned nor expected. In life, temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness can lead a good person to make a choice that they can't take back. When facing judgment in isolation, a person can feel very alone. In this podcast, you will hear stories from women who made the choice to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity an anonymous and no-judgment podcast created and hosted by me, Rebecca Adams. I was an unfaithful wife. You are not alone. Hello and welcome to Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. This is Rebecca, and this is our last story episode for 2023. The next episode will be the last one for the year, and that is our end of year kind of a roundup of uh, some updates from stories throughout the year. And I did that last year, and it turned out pretty good, so figured we'll do it again for this year. I have received quite a few updates, so it will be an interesting episode. If you're listening and you have submitted your story and you would like to send me an update, Go ahead and do that. I just need it as soon as possible. So if you hear this when it first comes out here, November 5th, get it turned around to me because I believe I will be putting out that episode probably right, I want to say it's going to be like the Sunday before Thanksgiving. So later in September, excuse me, what month am I in? Later in November. So Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com, of course, is my email. I want to take a second, though, to thank you all for being supportive. I, I've been doing this now for four years. I have 105 of these personal episodes, stories. Plus, I have, I think I'm up to 75 on Patreon from the men's stories. And so those are the ones that are from the men's point of view of what they went through when they found out that their wife or girlfriend was being unfaithful. Some of them ended up understanding and maybe even seeing some of the fault being of their own. Some of them, boy, some of them could not find fault in themselves at all. Um, Some of them were just very emotionally brutal. Um, so, but it is, it's important, I think, to be able to listen to both sides. And, you know, I do this because I want women to be able to know that they're in a safe place and they can share their stories anonymously and get it off their chest. But I also feel that understanding the men's side of female infidelity is important as well. So I really just appreciate everybody and As I mentioned, I think in my last episode or one of my previous, 
The year is coming to an end. Um, and at this point, I don't have any stories for 2024. So normally I have stories that are lined up about five to six months ahead of time. And this is the first time that this has happened in these four years. I don't know if maybe my podcast has just ran its course or if maybe I'm just not able to put as much into it with um, like promotional because work is keeping me very busy and exhausted doing overtime. I'm not sure what it is or if it's just time to start a new chapter in my life. So I'm going to keep going as long as I've got stories coming in. And I know there are many people that are listening. I can see my downloads. (laughs) So if you've been thinking about submitting your story and you appreciate this podcast, now might be a really good time. Um... Yeah, and then then there's no more of the Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams and the Marine until 2024, and I have some great topics, hilarious topics. I'm trying to pull away a little bit more from the infidelity, and a lot of folks, because they know I do this infidelity podcast, submit ideas for Let's Ponder regarding infidelity, but that's not really what it's about. It's about taboo subjects. And I think the one that we'll start with for 2024, and I've had a lot of people send me their thoughts, it was basically to wax or not to wax, you know, down there. Do you shave? Do you wax? Why do you feel like you do it this way? You know, men are saying what they like, women are saying what they prefer or this and that. And it's just kind of a funny topic. I mean, it's not like you walk around and, uh, hey, let's go get some coffee and talk about who uh, waxes their... uh, (laughs) Hoo-hoo. <laughs> so anyways, it's just interesting to hear different people's stories or thoughts and opinions about it. So I'm trying to get the Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams up and going more towards funnier, um, those, and even explicit is fine, uh, type topics. So if you've got some that are not infidelity related, please shoot me an email. Um, again, Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. So now that I've rattled on for the last five minutes, I want us to go ahead and get started with today's story from Lydia. I suffered childhood trauma. At around the age of two or three, I was molested by my babysitter's teenage male children. This left me having a very complicated relationship with my emotions as I spent a great deal of time self-soothing by disassociating and numbing. This abuse is something that I recently uncovered after years of intense psychotherapy four times a week. Through the healing that therapy provided me, I felt safe enough to finally allow those memories to come through. I fact-checked whenever I could with my mom for names, kids, color of rooms. As the memories come back, I process them with my therapist. My mom and dad said I never told them. I think the abuse and lack of therapy at the time had an immense impact on the way I deal with unpleasant emotions. I am numb, and over the years the numbing has morphed 
but at the time I started my affair, I was trying to numb myself from the loss of my physical therapist, who was a huge support to me physically and emotionally. Terrell approached me by saying how great I was doing and how hard I had been working, so he placed himself in this support role immediately. My parents dated for two weeks and then got married in Vegas against everybody's wishes. My entire childhood, I heard my mom say it worked out, but it was a stupid thing to do and not to get married young. My parents now have been married for 40 years. Overall, it's been a good marriage, but again, I'm measuring that from an outsider's perspective. I had everything I could ever want monetarily, but my parents seriously lacked emotional maturity and they didn't know how to comfort me. I was told a lot not to cry or scream. I was sexually active at 16. I don't feel that was very young by today's standards, but as a mom now, I feel that was very young. My first boyfriend was at the age of 16. He was on the football team and semi-popular, but I was not. He was also controlling and started to become abusive. I tried to kill myself because I didn't know how to deal with this situation. I was also bullied and called a slut by classmates after cutting things off with that boy. My second boyfriend was my soulmate, and sadly, he cut his life short by suicide when we were 20. We dated from ages 17 to 18. My third boyfriend was 21, and I was 18. He lived on his own, and we met in college. I loved his family way more than I liked him. He was Catholic, and I struggled with his desire for me and his desire to be a good boy. I ended up feeling rejected a lot by him because of his internal struggle. After we broke up, I felt rejected and went on a sleeping with everyone rampage. It's hard to remember, but I probably slept with more than five or less than ten guys. I believe I dissociated during the six-month period. I was pushing down so many feelings and just trying to feel anything that wasn't rejection. My fourth boyfriend is my current husband. We started dating at age 19. I was going to move with my best friend Kimberly to Australia and we were going to work at a bar and make our way in this world. On my wedding day, she told me I ruined her plans. Jokingly, but not. My husband Jason and I met in community college. I had been out having surgery for one of my various ailments and he was out sick, so we got paired together on an English project. I thought he was so cute, tall, dark, and handsome. I used to bring him snacks to class and write his name on them with hearts. I think he thought it was sweet. He was so different from everyone I had ever been dating up to this point. He was attracted that I was all for anything that got me closer. 
We dated for four years before getting married, and we just celebrated our 11th wedding anniversary at the beginning of August. My husband began his current career, which has taken a huge toll on our marriage. At that time, I was basically a single parent to a two, three, and five-year-old kids. I was suffering with horrendous postpartum depression. On top of that, I worked full-time and was expected to fully take care of the kids in the house while managing chronic pain and chronic depression. It was the perfect storm. Prior to this affair, I had never looked at anyone with any interest other than my husband. Once Terrell came into the picture, I think I realized that there were people out there who still desired me. My eyes had been opened. Jason is pretty vanilla in the bedroom, and vanilla is not bad unless you're wanting something a bit more passionate and aggressive. I didn't know that was the kind of thing I was into until Terrell came along and said all the right things. I melted for Terrell. I still do. I struggle every day with wanting to contact him or unblocking him knowing that if I make myself available, he will eventually reach out to me. He always does. It's been two years of turmoil in my life because of Terrell, and I still can't shake him. We met in physical therapy. We had both had hip surgeries, and I was really struggling with my recovery. He was so incredibly supportive at the time when my husband was truly absent, both physically and emotionally. I was turning 31 and decided that life is short and if no one else is going to make me happy, I have to try and do it myself. This is how I justified having a sexual relationship with Terrell. It was me searching for my happiness. Terrell made me feel desired and sexy and he didn't care that I didn't look like I was 20-something like him. He lived by the beach in an apartment alone, so it was the perfect setup. A huge regret I have is involving my best friend Kimberly in this mess. She was the first person I told about Terrell, even before anything sexual actually happened. But I regret using her as my alibi and putting her in this uncomfortable situation. She has been a huge support to me and has stood by me no matter what. She gives me advice, though I really don't want to hear it, but I need to listen to it. It has been really emotionally trying for me to say the least, to hide this from my husband. My husband still doesn't know, and I want to be honest, but I think it would only do more harm than good at this point. I think I would do irreparable harm to our marriage if I told him but I still go back and forth every day. My husband has never been suspicious from what I can tell. He's pretty trusting. Sometimes I feel that if he looked me in the eyes long enough, I might just explode and tell him. Obviously, I am racked with guilt and shame. I never thought in a million years that I would be capable of this. 
but I'm not willing to blow up my life, which is why two years ago, I entered into intensive psychotherapy to help me better process all my emotions surrounding my entire life. Some days I wish Terrell had never entered my life, but some days I realized that I would have never sought help if it weren't for the affair. So I guess at the end of the day, I'm human and I make mistakes and I continue to make mistakes, but at least with some better understanding behind my actions. I can look at myself in the mirror because I know every day I show up and do the work to better understand myself. It is hard and it is difficult to look within and be honest with myself. I wonder what other people would do in my situation. Would they tell their spouse? That is a great question. And I know a lot of people wonder what they should do in these situations. And as many people know from listening for years, many people do not tell. It's rare for anybody in these stories to actually come out and confess. There is a percentage of them that do, but the rest of them either got caught or they're still having the affair now. I am impressed, Lydia, about your psychotherapy and being able to truly reflect and look inward and see what has happened in your life when you were a child and how it affects you and that you do take ownership of it. I mean, you are looking inward, you're working on yourself and I admire you for that because not many people have the courage to be able to do that. And so thank you for sharing that personal information. As far as Terrell goes, you know, at what point did you actually break it off with him? I mean, what happened to have you break it off with him? And you had mentioned that you know that if you don't block him or you unblock him, he will come back into your life and you'll be pulled in again. And that's very smart. When you do break up with an affair partner, you have to cut complete, total, pretend they don't exist type of attitude because it's so easy to get swept back into that routine. And it's unhealthy because you know that you're lying about it. Um, you're always scared that you're going to kind of get caught, not you per se, but in general. Um, but then there's that excitement factor that goes along with it as well. And so that was one thing in your story is I didn't really understand fully what had happened that made the affair end. So, um, yeah, so I'd love to learn more about that. If you hear this episode and you want to submit that, that would be great for my year end. I can follow up with that. Otherwise, you can just message me personally. But I wish you luck and continued success with your therapy. And, you know, hopefully you and your husband, if you really want this marriage to work, have a heart-to-heart talk with him. And you may have already but work together as a couple to figure out how to reconnect the way that you used to. Um, Sharing with him about some things that you're interested in trying in the bedroom, you know, things like that. Um, Of course, without giving him some sort of a red flag, but, you know, there's 
there's ways that maybe he maybe he's interested and we just don't know yet because perhaps it hasn't been attempted um but it sounds like you're you're fairly happy in your marriage you just feel lonely at times and you felt very desired by Terrell and when a woman gets to that point where they feel isolated in their relationship that no one really gives a shit and hey I'm here to live once I'm going to do something that makes me happy you're very vulnerable and somebody can come into your life right at that time and kaboom you cross that line and once it's crossed you can't go back so but anyway thank you again so much for sharing your story and uh, keep me posted or send me an update as to what's new and what happened On Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I give them a safe space to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. But I also feel it is just as important to understand what the betrayed husband or partner faced when he uncovered the truth. A few months ago, for some reason, I felt like something was off. My little girl has a tendency to steal her mom's phone. Her mom works nights and her phone is her alarm clock. So anytime you put a phone down around my daughter, she steals it and goes and hides and tries to play with it. She does this constantly. She's two. We had given each other our Facebook passwords when we first got together as a sign of trust. She would always check mine, which was fine. I had nothing to hide, but I never checked hers because I trusted her. However, that day I decided to check and I honestly expected to find one or two things. I ended up finding 396 screenshots worth of shit. I found out she had been lying to me. To hear exclusive stories of the men's discovery of female infidelity in their relationship, have early access to regular episodes ad-free and more extras, subscribe to my Patreon by visiting my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Subscription pledges start as low as only $4 a month. You have been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of Raw Truth Podcasts is truly appreciated. When you visit the website rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com, you will find the story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon for exclusive episodes, and to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to my other podcast, Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams, where taboo topics are discussed. To submit your female infidelity story, share feedback, or have general questions about the show, please email rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com.